0: Brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School, in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on MAGIC 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning, like most of you, our students depend on technology both in the classroom and in their personal lives. To make sure they have working, updated equipment, Monroe County Schools employs a fantastic technology team. Until this week, Dr. Valerie Mercer led the team as our Chief Technology Officer. Dr. Mercer retired at the end of November, but before she left, she sat down with MPTV's Hunter Long to talk
1: about all things tech.
2: Hello, uh, would you like to introduce yourself for the
1: sure. radio? I'm Dr. Valerie Mercer. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Monroe County Schools, and I've been employed with Monroe County Schools since May of 2011, and I'm actually about to retire at the end of this month. Um, My team and I are eight people, and we handle tech support for all of the campuses, the elementary schools, the middle school, the high schools campuses, transportation, um, the Hubbard Complex, and Central Office, as well as the Fun Arts Center.
2: Dang, only eight people handle all that?
1: That's right. Close to, yes, there are over 4,000 Chromebooks that we handle, and then we have another close to 1,000 Windows machines that we handle in classrooms and in offices. We also handle phones, surveillance cameras, um, burglar, some, some uh, burglar fire alarms we work jointly with maintenance and operations on, and um, we handle things like firewall and um, network setup. All of the email that everybody uses, as well as um, the websites and social media come under our auspices as well.
2: Oh, OK. The main question I was wanting to ask you was, um, how was the how did like the Internet crash for the school?
1: OK, so the Internet, um, we had a very expensive set of firewalls and unfortunately those firewalls were um, not working at full capacity and they are supposed to do something called load balancing they weren't load balancing at all and so when the traffic got really high it couldn't handle it It it's supposed to push it to the other unit so really what we needed to do was replace those units well i don't know if you've seen but in technology and in supplies and a lot of other things that are going on. You can't get parts and you can't get things that you need really quickly. And so we were waiting on a new firewall while trying to make the old one still work. So your question for me was, how do you prevent this from happening again? What we've done is purchased two more firewalls and they don't load balance. They actually replace each other should a failover happen. So that's what we've done to mitigate or to try to keep that from happening again. But what Hunter, what people don't remember is that there's all those days that the internet did stay up. Um, And so we're grateful for um, kids and um, staff members. We our families because we have lots of people who use our networks, our open networks when they're in car line or when they just want to pay their bills in the parking lots. So we have a lot of users, thousands of users in a single day. So um, that was not a good experience for that outage, but we're hopeful that that's not going to happen again.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that it did stay up and you were able to fix it very quickly like y'all did. So what goes in your day-to-day? Like what do you do?
1: Um, So there's no set day-to-day schedule. Um, Every day is different when you're the technology director for a school system. So um, there are meetings that I attend and different things that I do, but um, I'm also doing tech support. I'm handling phone maintenance. We're getting in new equipment. We're scheduling installations. We're running Mm -hmm. um, different programs so that we can keep things up and running. No two days are ever alike.
2: Could you pick up another question? I got people in there
1: um your question was have i ever taught classes at Mary Persons? no i have not Um, i actually started uh, my career as a high school english teacher in another school system and then um, went into technology from there and have been working in technology for about 25 years of my 30 years in education so um, what what
2: What school did you start off with
1: Um, i started at jackson high school
2: Oh, our rivals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, yes, I started teaching there. I also worked in Rockdale County Schools and I worked in Griffin Spalding County Schools for about 14 years.
2: Now, being honest here, which school did you like better, Jackson for the small time you taught there or Mary Persons?
1: you know um, i've been around mary persons and mary persons students and its staff for a very long time and so i couldn't make a comparison between the two at this point but um, in the 10 years that i've been here um, this is um, a great school system they do an outstanding job producing quality students who are ready for the workforce or ready for college or ready for um, a technical school setting or ready for the military and so um, that comes from great leadership that happens with our principals and our assistant principals and especially with our teachers. Great, great teachers um, at all of our schools.
2: Who would you say is your favorite teacher?
1: Who would I say is my favorite teacher who's a current teacher? You know, yes, I can't ma'am. pick favorites. Um, I, I can't possibly do that because there are over 330 teachers who I serve. So I oh, can't now this favorite. is.
2: This is what the people want to hear. They want to hear who your favorite teacher is.
1: Um, so I have lots of folks who work with technology in their classrooms and do a great job. And I love those teachers who take chances and um, take best opportunities to work with their students.
2: Do you think okay. teachers should use technology more or try to reel it back a bit and do some more paper and pencil work?
1: You know, um, I think the day and age is here where we gave you every student a Chromebook and we really want them to be using that for what they do in education. But there are days when a paper and pencil works for students too. So you got to have that balance and you also got to know your students and what's best for them. But are we trailing or are we moving toward everybody using technology um, consistently and for most activities? Yeah, we are.
2: So, yeah, I would think so for like, um Math or something, it's a lot more difficult to do it on the computer. Than-
1: um, you'd be surprised. We have lots of great activities that happen in math classes at all levels with technology. So uh, really personally, subject.
2: personally I, I learn better.
1: Oh, you learn better? With paper and pencil? Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. There, there are lots of kids who do, and we want to be accommodating to those students. So, But also give the opportunity for technology as well. What other questions do you have for me, Hunter?
2: Is there anything that you'd like to tell the student body about like misusing the Internet or anything like that?
1: You know, we have several different sets of tools that we use um, to track what students do on the Internet. I know you know what NetRef is. Yes. And um, Great. And then we also have several other things that we use, including our firewalls and content filtering. So um, you never know when you're being watched and you never know um, how important it is to make good choices about technology use because whatever you're doing today can follow you for years to come.
0: We wish Dr. Mercer the best of luck in retirement. Tuesday night, the Monroe County Board of Education announced our new CTO. Joshua Griffiths, will step into the role beginning in January. Welcome to the team. Another member of the tech team makes sure teachers have the latest, greatest tools to use in the classroom. Let's check in with MPTV's Alex Johnston with Mr. Ronnie Shipman to learn more about being an instructional technology coach.
3: Hello everyone, I'm Alex Johnston, and I'm here with Mr. Shipman at Mary Persons High School. All right, so what's your name and what, do you, what is your position here in Monroe County?
4: I'm Ronnie Shipman, I'm the instructional technology coach for the system.
3: What are some ways you help in the school system?
4: Uh, basically, I train students, staff, and teachers on using technology in the classroom and try to find out the best practices for them to do things in the classroom to make their job easier.
3: What influenced you to become a technology coach?
4: I was always intrigued with technology and always used it when I was teaching math in the classroom. As I, was sit- as I would visit other classrooms, schools, and go to conferences, I noticed that a lot of people lack the resources to make their job a little bit easier. So I took this job in hopes to showcase ways technology can help teachers do their job more effectively. Yeah.
3: What qualifications are required to be in this position?
4: Basically um, most of the time they require a person in a technology background, however that's not something I had. Um, I was a 7th grade math teacher and um, basically I've earned by doing and that's, that's been a little different. For a path for me to for me to take, so yeah. um, I, I just like the technology aspect of it, and I kind of learn by doing. Yeah.
3: How is your job different from other technology teachers here in Monroe County?
4: Uh, they they have a curriculum to follow, and, and I really don't. Um, I have a blank canvas in which I have to research and find the latest and greatest technology, and try to implement it into the different schools. Got it.
3: What is the best thing about this position?
4: The best thing to me is uh, still being able to go into the classrooms and teach. My subject changed, but the concept is still the same.
3: What is the most challenging part about this position?
4: The most challenging part is the time management. There's only one of me in the system um, for nine different locations, and we're just getting more and more technology. So as technology increases, the need for uh, more personnel is definitely going to increase.
3: How do you find new resources to show teachers for classes?
4: A lot of reading and research, um, going to conferences, and uh, believe it or not, I live on social media. Finding, Got it. finding different things yeah. to uh, help teachers.
3: I think that's it, so, so thank you for joining me.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: Community support is critical for the success of a school system. In Monroe County, we have amazing partners who are truly dedicated to the success of our students this week's community partner not only helps you keep the lights on but is also working to spread high-speed internet around monroe county let's find out more
5: hello welcome back to this week's morning radio interview and i'm here with rachel garza from the central georgia emc so tell us a little bit about your company like what is the emc's primary responsibility or goal
6: sure so um electric membership cooperatives were founded in the 1930s and um, it's it's not just the electric company we were founded because big um, big power the investor owned utilities would not run electricity to rural areas it just wasn't it wasn't part of their their um, business model. Um, It was very expensive to do so. And so the farmers banded together and created these electric cooperatives where you don't have customers, you have members. And to this day, that's exactly how we operate. We don't have customers, we have members, everyone who receives power from an EMC. Um, is a member, they pay a membership fee, um, they have voting rights, they receive um, refunds every year. Um, we're a not-for-profit organization, which means that anything over and above the, um, the expenses that we have as an organization are returned to our members. So um, a period of time goes by and, um, and our, our members get those um, nice checks in the mail.
5: That's awesome. I yeah, I love that you see them as more than, you know, just people that are getting your logic company. You see them as like members and stuff.
6: Absolutely. Um, Everything that we do here at the cooperative is focused on the betterment of our communities. Um, and we give back, um, we give back monetarily to community organizations and schools and chambers of commerce, um, different charitable organizations. We, um, we're participative in all of our, um, communities. We're actually, we serve 14 counties in Georgia. So we have a really big territory, but, um, but every decision is made and every action is taken with our membership in mind.
5: So what regions do you serve it, uh, service? I know you are like a central Georgia electric company, but do you, are you looking to expand or venture out?
6: Well, no, because um, there, there are two primary sources of electricity in Georgia. Um, you do not have a choice for who you get your electric power from. It, it's all based on where you live in the state. Um, So we do serve um, parts and pieces of 14 counties, some larger than others. We do not have plans to expand, I guess it's always a possibility, but you really don't have um, a choice of who brings you that power. If you live in Central Georgia EMC's territory, and it's Central Georgia EMC by name only, because there are other EMCs that serve the Central Georgia area. Um, we have some to the to the east and to the south, and we're all part of, of uh, what you would call Central Georgia. But we serve um, parts of Bibb County, Butts County, Clayton, Fayette, Henry, Jasper, Jones, Lamar, Monroe, Morgan, Newton, Pike, Putnam, and Spaulding counties. Hmm. So we're, um, it's all a contiguous area. So it's, uh, we don't, we don't jump around. It's one big um, geographic region, but, um, but those are the counties that we serve. Okay, That's- Now, having said that, um, you are asking about expansion. Um, what we have done is diversified in the last couple of years. Um, we started a natural gas company called Fuel Georgia. And um, we did that to help to offset some of the operating cost of the EMC in turn, saving our members money. Now with natural gas, it's a little different because it is a competitive market and you can choose your natural gas provider. So the entire state of Georgia is our territory um, for that company. And we've also um, stepped into um, fiber broadband. We have a fiber broadband partner and um, we've embarked on the largest project in the state. Um, for fiber broadband expansion and it's kind of with the same um, goal that we had um, when we were founded as an EMC. We are bringing the internet to parts of Georgia that are not just underserved, they're completely unserved. It's kind of hard to imagine that there's anywhere that you can go that does not have internet service but but there are and uh, there's a great need for it. So we are bringing um, internet access access, not just internet access, but the best, the fastest, high speed internet access to every single member um, of Central Georgia EMC, which is about 60,000 people.
5: Wow. That's yeah. A lot. So now I want to talk a little bit about your position in the Central G- Georgia EMC. So what role do you play in this electric company?
6: So I oversee the marketing department, and we are responsible for communicating with members. Um, We really focus on member satisfaction and understanding what those needs are, um, because it changes. It's not just, um, you know... Homes that need the lights turned on. Uh, We have um, our homes are getting smarter. Um, There's a lot more demand to charge devices. There's a lot more demand to charge vehicles. So we try to follow those trends and stay on top of what the um, consumer needs are. Uh, We talk a lot about what's going on in the cooperative with uh, with our members we interact with um, the media if there are needs there Um, my department we produce all of the printed publications that go out and um, in addition to all the email and everything all the communication between the cooperative and the members filters through us as well and we're also um, the community outreach as well so Each of our, um, each of my department uh, team members are involved in our different counties through um, chambers of commerce or through the schools. We go out and we, um, we're a participative uh, partner in those um, organizations.
5: Mm -hmm. So how long have you been working in the company? I've been here for three years. Okay. So kind of relatively new, you know?
6: Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My background is in, um, is in marketing, um, primarily for nonprofit organizations. And, um, this was, I was not, um, well-versed at all in, um, in the electric industry or, um, the, a utility industry at all, but, but because of the way that EMCs are structured being not for-profit organizations, it was a very natural, um, transition to come and, and, and be part of an organization that serves, um, a mission bigger than itself. So
5: nice. So how did you see yourself like come into this marketing job?
6: How did I see myself coming into it? Yes. Um, well, I've always worked in marketing. Um, and again, I was, uh, I've worked in marketing for nonprofit organizations and for, um, primarily for higher education, and um, it was an opportunity that came available and it uh, was very interesting. I knew um, some of the employees here at the cooperative um, through my work in the community, and um, it just seemed like, you know, really a wonderful opportunity to learn um, a different industry, but to, um, but to carry forward all of my years of training um, and what I already knew. Okay. Did that
5: answer your question? Yes, you did.
6: Okay.
7: okay. Okay. Okay.
5: <laughs> What's your biggest accomplishment being there so far?
6: Well, um, pretty shortly after I started here, um, the leadership said, "Hey, guess what? No, we just brought you on. No, this is all new. Um, you know, you're learning about electricity and everything it takes to get it to our customers. But we've decided we want to create this new company, a gas company, and we want you to lead the charge. And so that was um, that was overwhelming at first, but such an invigorating challenge. And um, it was awesome to see a new company um, birth from the ground up. Um, I." Was taking a shower one morning, and the um, idea of the name Fuel Georgia came to me, and um, and I pitched it, and that is the name of the company now. Um, and it just it it to be part of that um, that uh, development of a startup that is already successful has been um, has been extremely uh, gratifying.
5: I bet that's awesome. Yeah. So what was your edu- educational background for your occupation? Like, what made you
6: qualified for it? Well, my undergrad degree education. Um, my master's degree is in um, higher education leadership, so um, which could also be translated into organizational leadership. Um, So I don't know that it was so much my education that gave me um, the qualifications I needed for the job, but more of what I've learned in the roles that I've had since school. So um, my my background in communication has has really helped me to be um, hyper aware of the differences in communication style and and what it takes to put together um, an effective marketing campaign um, I've deployed that in all of my roles ever since college. My um, my degree in higher education leadership um, or organizational leadership um, has gone with me as I've led teams. I've led teams as small as two people and teams as large as twenty-two people. So, it's um, it's about learning how to uh, to work with unique personalities and to um, constantly refine uh communication styles as they change with generation or with um, tech, new new, tech, new technology, it's um, it's an always evolving field to be in. So um, so it's really more about learning on the fly <laughs> and trial and error than it really is about education.
5: <laughs> I think that's very well said. <laughs> um, do you have any mentors or people that you've looked up to? in
6: this company? Uh, In this particular company, um, we have very strong leadership. Um, I work very closely with Ben Thomason, who is also very involved in Monroe County, who is, his daughters have graduated from Mary Persons very recently as well. Um, And he is, um, he is a great model for, um, for creative thinking and, um, and constantly being, um, on the on the edge of what's new. He's a risk taker. He's a big thinker, and he's done a great job since I've been here of of organizing, delegating, and deploying. and um, And I, I would say that it's because of him that we've seen a lot of the exciting things happening here at Central Georgia EMC. So in terms of um, of people that I would look up to here, he's he's definitely at the top of the list.
0: Before we go this morning, let's listen to a snippet of the first of many holiday concerts at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. Here's the Monroe County Middle School Chorus under the direction of Miss Teresa Alexander. Enjoy and have a great day. Tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week! Remember to be a champ! And as always, go dogs! The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.